Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the WCBC Podcast. My name is Hunter. My name is Alan. I'm Josh. And we are here today, and this is episode so-and-so. Uh, rumor, rumor. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, we're looking forward. We're going to finish up our segment today on um, paying closer attention, which I'm kind of I'm very excited because not only are we finished on our segment today, but we have a guest in here that's going to help us finish it. So we got Brother Jake with us today. How you doing, brother? Doing well. We are glad that he's come and joined us today for some great biblical discussions um, that I, I hope people listen to this and it'll help them. Because I know we've had people call in um, that have had questions. Um, I've talked to some people. Some people have called our pastor. Um, just from things that they hear on this podcast that makes them think about, you know, am I right? Ha- have I always been taught right? You know, whoa, why does the Bible say I've never heard it like this? And so we're hoping this will challenge everybody. Um, but before we get into that, Jake, we were hoping you kind of share a little bit about yourself and ministry and all that stuff. So go go ahead, brother man. I was uh, my name is Jake Evans. I was born and raised in Riceville, Tennessee. Uh, God saved me when I was four years old, hiding behind my mother between her and the couch. Um, I knew I was bound for hell, and I knew that Christ was the answer. Now, as far as the doctrines of grace and the Trinity and all that, you know, I, I didn't have it. But one thing that's awesome, as I grew up and as I struggled with that, because I had so many people tell me, and this, this plays into what your questions are, is the only reason I'm bringing it up, is that intellect versus the heart. And you got to define both of those, and, and I'm sure y'all will. But I had people telling me in my intellect that they had an issue with my age. So if you tell somebody that long enough, obviously they're going to have that issue or that problem and you're going to yeah. you know, see, you know, search yourself out. But one thing that's so awesome about it is, is as I got older and I fought that battle and I fought that battle. And I, I mean, I'm here to tell y'all, I asked God to save me at least six million times, <laughs> at least. I mean, that's probably not even a drop in the bucket. Oh, you did that. You're not saved. I mean, they're right. You were too young. So, um, one thing that really helped me is, is as I got older and I started talking to other Christians, that's why it's so vital. This right here is so vital. Thank y'all for doing this. I've actually started listen, listening to y'all. I listened to another podcast called Just Thinking. I mean, those guys are spot on, too. And uh, it's a good thing, what y'all are doing, because you're, you're covering these grounds. That it's so important. I mean, it's so important. And one thing that really helped me in my struggle was something in this nature, a sit-down conversation with somebody that I knew and I trusted. And he got saved when he was a lot older. And I asked him what he understood when he got saved. And I think I understood more than he did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Jesus said, you know, unless you become like one of these, and he's exactly. talking about a child. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for that because now as I'm older, I question everything. And I, and I thank God for that too. Uh, the things that y'all say, I'm going to question it. The things that I say, I'm going to question it. And as I got older, I think that uh, God saved me at that age and gave me that foundation early because he knew how stubborn and hard-headed I would be yeah. now at 36 years old. Yeah. So God saved me. Uh, I sung all my life. Um, my family sang as a group, traveling around. Uh, the Evans family. Um, God called me to preach when I was 16 years old. I didn't accept that calling. I ran from that for 18 years. 18 years. And it would it wasn't always there. It would kind of go and come. Yeah. And I would beat it down. I'd be all right for a little while, you know. And then I, it would come back. And, and about, I thought I had it whooped, you know. Uh, and, and that's pretty good advice. I asked a friend, I said, man, we... When you were called to preach, what was, you know, and he is his exact words to me. He said, get out of it if you can. Well, I'm trying, you know, <laughs> so I appreciate, you know, his confidence in me trying to get out of it. Cause I mean, I was really trying to get out of it. And then, um, long story short, 
I announced my call to preach. I'm a member of Bethlehem Baptist Church. I married a girl there. Um, I helped in the music there. We did missions there. I eventually helped in the youth program. Uh, eventually became a youth pastor slash associate pastor. Um, the, the singing group kind of uh, kind of took a back seat when I announced my call to preach. I mean, obviously yeah. I had to take those steps and uh, pretty much, well, that, that's where it's it. I mean, you know, share the gospel with anybody and everybody as often as you can, you know, to the, you, you try not to make it to a point where, you know, they start running like when you come to work. <laughs> so, you know, you know, and, and what's awesome is, and, I, and I'll say this and, I, and I'll let y'all get started because like I said, it's about that intellect and that heart. Um, when I was out of the will of God, because he called me to preach period. Um, and, and for anybody listening or for us in this room, if, if you're right now, not in his will, it's going to burn up one day. Yep. Don't you think about that? Uh, you could be doing good per se, good things. Yeah. You come to church, a great thing. Good place to be. It's a church, good place to be. It's touch, it's touch, but man, if, if you're teaching it and you're not applying it, that's intellect. Yep. That's not heartfelt. Yeah. And for me, for those 18 years, I, I joined the Gideons. I joined the Gideons thinking, you know, I, I can speak. I'll be a good speaker. I'll speak for the Gideons, you know. That's, that's what God's called me. That's it. Yeah. They never invited me to do nothing. <laughs> All they ever did is like, here, pay your dues, bro. You know, so I just paid my dues once a year. So every avenue that I tried yeah. in my mm-hmm. intellect that I would say, oh, this, you know, and you find that all throughout the Bible. Uh, Hagar, that's an intellectual decision. Yep. Uh, Jacob, his wife, intellectual decisions. I mean, continually. And every time I would make an intellectual decision, you know, it just, uh, but when I announced my call to preach was what I was supposed to do, God again radically changed my life yeah mm-hmm. amen and uh it's not been the same since yeah i stepped into that weirdo that he's always called me to be <laughs> and i just took it you know my pride was an issue with that nobody wants to be a preacher well I, i'll tell you this about jake I'd, I, I'd come in sunday school and sit down and we're having some really good discussion in sunday school if you're not an active uh in a, a small group activity uh i recommend getting into a sunday school program somewhere and getting plugged in uh, come join us. Mm-hmm. We'll invite you. You're, you're, you're more than welcome here. But I'm sitting there, and we're getting into this conversation. And I hear this voice. And I think, man, he's spot on. So I turn around and look. I'm like, Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> because I, 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 there, there's this the, the attraction where the Spirit just bore witness with me and Jake. And I tell you what, uh, I, I'm, I'm like-minded, and I'm glad to have you on the mm-hmm. podcast, buddy. And uh, we're excited about how this yeah. goes today. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'll say this: like, this is the first time I've heard your your testimony or anything. Same way, eight years old, uh, made a profession, thought I was saved. Twelve, I finally surrendered my life to Christ. But after that, it was all intellect. Or you have to do this, and I struggled. Just mm-hmm. and then yes, scorecard. Yeah, and so then at that point, you know, uh, God called me. The first time that I ever felt like the Lord was calling me to preach was fourteen, fifteen. Ran from it. And then it just kept coming back up, kept and kept coming back up. I was a part of uh, uh, another ministry at the time that had, you know, that was apart from the church, um, a nonprofit. And I was like, this is what God's going to call me to do. Even had someone talk to me about coming down to Houston, Texas, and working. But then God's will was a lot bigger than mine, mm-hmm. and through a lot of conviction and a lot of broken heart, mm-hmm. I finally had to. And so that just shows you. That there, there's a huge difference between what we think is going to happen yeah. and what right. God's leading your heart to do. And so we'll just let's just jump right into this. Um, so our first question we're going to talk about today is: um, Is salvation an intellect 
or is it based on faith? And we'll talk about what those produce. So in a sense, we're kind of going to talk about the difference between them. Now, before we really get into uh, the difference, I do want to talk about the the word intellect and faith. So like, for example, we were talking about this before. Like, think about the word knowledge in Hebrews 10.26, and then think about when we see the word faith in, like, Acts 11.24, Romans 3, Ephesians, when we see the word faith. And when we see the word faith, uh, you know, it talks about a conviction of truth, of anything, belief in the New Testament of a conviction. You know, Hebrews 11 talks about, you know, faith is, you know evidence of the things we hope for, convictions of things not seen, and uh, I'm paraphrasing, but obviously, you know, our, our faith is what we believe in, and literally, if, if I'm being honest, what we talked about earlier, I mean, faith is when you come to the point where Jesus said, if you won't lose your life, you're never going to gain it, so when you have faith in Christ, and you have belief in Christ, you're giving up everything. I mean, it's not just a partial faith. It's a full 100% faith. Now, when we look at like Hebrews 10.26 and it says the word knowledge, the definition says recognition. That is by full discernment, acknowledgement, uh, correct knowledge. And one definition starts talking about like science. So obviously there's a huge difference between faith and knowledge or intellect. And so what we, I guess really what we need to discuss first is like the the difference between the two. So who wants to start us off? It don't matter who. So go ahead, if we go, if we go with uh, some of the things that not only we've been talking about in here, but some of the things that our pastor has been covering from the pulpit and Sunday night, he, he talked about the, the fact that humans are turned to in their own vanity to be proud of their accomplishments. I guess would be one way mm-hmm. of putting it. Uh, and the Bible talks about, I've got the, uh, a verse pulled up here that uh, I'm going to attempt to read. <laughs> I've got my glasses with me. Uh, I think it's Second uh, Timothy, where it talks about being uh, uh, traitors, heady, high-minded, and lovers of pleasure more than lovers of, uh, of God. And uh, the, that heady, high-minded attitude where people uh, uh, look at themselves as a, a, a place of arrival, where I'm there and I'm, I'm, I'm intellectually, I've gained a sense of superiority. And that stand, that viewpoint, in essence, is a form of self-righteousness, where you're you're putting your stock in things that you know, and you're limiting God and, and robbing Him of the glory that He deserves. Yeah. So uh, when you when you look at and again, not to sharpen knife in the door, never claim to be, but. Too long in my life, I rode that ignorance is bliss excuse and thinking the less I know, the less it's expected of me type of deal. You know what I'm saying? But understanding that God's not going to let me get away with that because of the fact that, you know what, uh, you're to be a good steward over things. That, so you, there's an expectation for me in the sanctification process to, to, to move to a position to be more like him. And as you gain knowledge, the one thing that you need to be cautious of is the byproduct of knowledge. Because you, what we want with knowledge is wisdom, but with wisdom uh, gives you the proper application of the knowledge you've got. But the Bible talks about knowledge puffeth up, mm-hmm. and it causes that elevated sense of uh, on one's own worth. and <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And you start thinking of yourself as more than you ought to. The Pharisees. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's where you're yeah. – Exactly. You get to that point, that's exactly because they thought that they had done, they thought they'd do – 
uh, and we do that, and, and that's in us yep. to, mm-hmm. to want to do that. Uh, you know, either the either the tree, you're gonna you know you're gonna die. Oh, surely you're not gonna die. You know, I'm, I'm number one. I'm first. And the Pharisees got that to a point that Jesus Christ, you know, what do you call them, whitewashed tombs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But inside, inside you're dying, full of you're dying. disgust so and decay. The intellect part of it is when when you. And it goes back to the same thing. That's where I arrive every time about it because the Pharisees, remember the publican? And the Pharisees are like, yeah. God, I'm so thankful that I'm not, I'm not like him. Not like the publican. Mm-hmm. And then he's beating his chest. Yes. Have mercy on me. Yeah. See, <laughs> and man, when I, when I first read this question and, and as I thought about this, that's one of the things that just really leaped out at me is that one passage of Scripture yeah. where the Pharisee is trying to pray and the publican is trying to pray. The Pharisees trying to pray from a place of intellectual discernment based off of a rule book, known as the law, that he thinks he's accomplished. <laughs> and one thing, I don't want to get ahead of the podcast or the flow of uh, the, the, the way we've got it laid out, but, you know, we, we talk about the Holy Spirit and his function and, and what he does in our life and, and, and the things that uh, when – that drawing of the Holy Spirit, conviction, there's some things that happens in a human, in your ability, in your flesh, that the presence of an almighty God will absolutely dismantle and break down. That's right. and yes. One of them is an elevated sense of self-worth. That's right. yes. And you understand, yeah. yep. you yep. understand that when the conviction <laughs> power of the Holy Spirit falls on you, I am hopeless. I am without hope. There's nothing within myself mm-hmm. that I can do. That's yes. a byproduct of the Holy Spirit. That's what He does. Yeah, and that's the that's the that's the biggest separation between conviction and like an emotion. Yeah, is that you're not just upset of what you've done, maybe against another person, or you know that morally speaking. Yeah. But you've now understood that you have been against God, and I don't start trying yeah. to figure out how yes. I can get out of this. How can I fix this? Or how right. Can, yeah. And you understand completely. Or I did. Yeah. I understood no, completely. It's, it's crystal clear. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that it's against God, and that's where conviction is, and that's the separation, though, the, between the you know the true conviction of God and just mm-hmm. an emotion that we mm-hmm. feel in that moment, you yep. know, of, of sorrow mm-hmm. or or guilt or. Well, look at King David. You know, perfect example. Yep. When he when he wrote that uh, Psalms, what number is that? Fifty one. Where he says, against you and only you. Yeah. Right. I mean, he just killed a man. Yeah. He just slept with another dude's wife. Yeah. yeah. But when at the end of the day, when it came down to it, it's like, that that's that's leadership of the Holy Spirit of God because yeah. he realized one thing. Yes, I, I'm a murderer. Yes, I'm an adulterer. Yes, I'm a thief. Yeah. But God, you and only you. <laughs> There's yeah. a nation looking at me. That's it, yeah. man. But I don't care about them. Yeah, uh-uh. I understand. I'll All broke, guards down. Yes. I broke God's heart. Hey, yeah. well, uh, service I'm gonna get bent. <laughs> yeah, and then that's what he even that King David also said that that's what he was saying because at that time the Holy Spirit was not abiding within us, and right, he says, right, "Chastise right, me, Lord, right. so I know that I'm still in your yeah. presence." I'm like, <laughs> he wants it. He yeah. wanted it, good or bad. He yeah. just wanted to know so that he's an awesome thing here. Uh, I, I guess I've been visiting here two or three weeks. Uh, I don't know no names. You have to forgive me, but there was a lady. Uh, y'all were worried, you know, we were worried to say y'all. I don't know where I, I was here. We, <laughs> God forgive me. I don't know. I still think I'm at some other church or something. But we, thank God, we're worshiping. Man, it's getting thick in there, you know. And uh, I mean, I was, you know, I was ready to tie one, tie one on. I, you know, let my hair down, bald. I was like, Let's worship a little. Go ahead. So then I was like, sitting there, and yeah. So I mean, it was getting, it was getting good. Okay, not like weirdo good. Like you know, honestly, authored by the Holy Spirit of God, good. And here's proof. Here's proof. It goes back to exactly what y'all are talking about. Intellect versus the Holy Spirit of God. Because there was a lady here that apparently has been working here for a while. 
the child Miss yeah. Tracy. Yeah, Miss Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. She got up. She's like, you know what? I thought I thought I saved. Yeah. And I, I'm in that moment, like right now. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. That ain't of you. Yeah, no, it's right. not. That's a, it, to say I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. After all those years, you know, I try to put myself in her place because, dude, there's nobody who wants to admit they're wrong. Yeah. Me, I just, you know, I'd rather <laughs> thank God. But I mean, honestly, y'all know what I'm talking about. You'll take that stuff. You're great. Yeah. Right. But when that lady, that 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 lady stood up, she said what she said. Yeah. Proof. Amen. Take God. It's real. Yep. It's Amen. ain't jokes, man. Yep. We don't have the lights dim and <laughs> trying to get some build up thing here. Yep. Yeah. No. Because I mean, one thing that is accurate, this statement, is is that the difference between intellect and, and the working and the movement of the Holy Spirit of God, and it's all through the Bible. And I had some things that I thought I would cite, but I forgot my Bible. God forgive me. It, it, what's 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 kind of the repentance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Repentance, not 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 this feel good. Oh, I just feel so fluffy when I leave church. Yeah, some of the truest worship. Yep. Repentance is repentance. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Because John says, if you say you have no sin, <laughs> you're a liar. You're a liar. So exactly. let's quit acting like we don't have it. Yeah. yeah. What's the what's the purpose of worship anyway? It's to honor God. Yes. When do you honor God the most? When I decrease and, and He increases. Yep. Well, it's exactly e- right. It's even like which we're talking about this. And I have some, I just have a lot of Bible verses, but I'm uh, I started thinking about you know uh, a few weeks ago when I got to preach Sunday night, and I think I may have talked about it last week. I don't remember, but when you get into James, and anytime James is like, let your laughter be turned to mourning, let your joy yep, yep, be turned yep. to sorrow. I mean, that's the attitude we have in repentance. Mm-hmm. Now that's not based off an intellect. Like I'm not going to be fully broken of my lifestyle because Uh-oh. something in my brain makes sense. When I'm fully broken because of my lifestyle, it's because something at the center of my body, of my being, is completely... I have a broken and contrite spirit. My heart has been pricked, all the verses. Yeah, yeah. But when we think about intellect, I was looking for, I was looking for this verse, um, and I started thinking about when Jesus was talking to the Jews, because Jake brought up Pharisees, and so it says um, in John 8.31, it says, So Jesus said to the Jews... Who had believed, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and mm-hmm. you will know the truth, and truth will set you free. And they answered, the Jews answered, We are the offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you will say you will become free? So off their intellect, they look at Jesus and they're like, Abraham's our father. We've mm-hmm. never been slaves. Well, obviously they never heard of Exodus. Obviously mm-hmm. they never heard of Pharaoh, because they're completely wrong. But what I think, too, and uh, is Jesus is talking to Jews who believed in him, right? So we always talk about believing in Jesus and all these things. And, you know, um, and I, I want to point this out. So th- they make this comment, we've never been captive. We've never been enslaved. And then Jesus is saying, you know, truly, truly, I say, everyone who practices in sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains. And he keeps going down. So then they answer him in verse 39. They say, Abraham is our father. And Jesus is saying, okay, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, what I've heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You were doing the works your father did. So now they're saying, well, we're not born of sexual morality. We have one father, even God. And Jesus eventually says, no, you're of your father, the devil. So these were Jews who had some sort of belief towards Christ, but all of a sudden they're challenged by the gospel and they rely on their intellect. But their intellect was completely wrong. And people say, well, they believed. Yeah, it says that. But then Jesus says, you are of your father, the devil, 
Even demons believe. Yeah. And so when I look at this, I, I, this is why I brought this up, is when we look at intellect from 1500s, from the Great Reformation till now, it seems that so many versions of theology have been made from man's intellect. And that hurts. I mean, we were talking about it today. The biggest, the, the most painful thing for the church since the beginning of the New Testament has been man, not handling and rightly dividing the word, because now we've got this theology over here, we've got this theology over here, but not only that, now we've got churches that look at other churches that believe in the true Christ, and they're saying, oh, they're lost because they're not like us. And, and, and it's all from an intellectual place. And we won't go in to start naming denominations and pointing fingers of your wrong side of the fence, this, that, and the other, but here's what I want you to understand. Because of the fact that man has got his hands involved in God's word, and put his interpretation and his opinion into it, now we have some deep-rooted social... We were talking about this earlier, too. Society as a whole right now, there is so much division, and there's so much animosity, and there's so much hate. Yep. It's time for God's people to show a little love and some things that they can agree on, and that's the, the, the concepts in God's Word. Uh, and because we've muddied the waters so much, there's almost a level of, I would say... Not really. I would say it's 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 like being a, a bigot to somebody. You know what I'm saying? I started to say racist, but that's not right because it's not got anything to do with race. It's got to do with a, 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 something holding something against somebody because of what they believe. So. Disclaimer: We are not racist. <laughs> Prejudice. I've got the word. I've got the word. Okay, Prejudice. Okay, okay. That's it. The right word. <laughs> There's so much prejudice. We can all breathe. Yeah. Everybody's just getting nervous. <laughs> There's so much prejudice out there that simply because if you make a statement, say, hey, I am Baptist. There are people that will judge you up instantly and say, well, he's one of them old once saved, always saved, and believe he can live however. You know what I'm saying? There's that prejudice out there because man has got his hand involved and put their opinion yeah. into the interpretation of God's scripture. That's why we've got so many different denominations right now. I think our I think our pastor said it best. When you read the Bible, it was the church of Ephesus, the church of Corinth, the church of... Yeah. So my personal opinion, let's just throw out denomination names and let's just be the church. And then mm-hmm. let's cling to the word of God. Now, you know, I have been to churches that they don't care about denomination at all. Yeah, it's in their names, but they're, they're all about... Scripture, I'm but to me, me personally, denomination has created a strong sense of division because man views his intellect higher than honestly what he yeah. should put his faith Absolutely. in. Absolutely, because That's they're thinking, right. "Well, I'm right." It's like they look past the basics, like you know, let's be convicted by the Holy Spirit, let's respond in faith, let's surrender uh, to God's sovereignty, to God's will, let's surrender to the gospel I'll- message, but. People were like, yeah, we agree. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. But then they get to everything else, and now they're like, but we don't agree with you all, so we can't be with you. Exactly. Well, and they've, 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 they've downplayed all the, the basic concepts of God's Word, the importance of them, mm-hmm. to the point that they've minimized them, yeah. to where they're not as important as this is. Um, so one of the thoughts I had is like, you know, so one of the things we pray for often is the lost. How about the brother or somebody from another denomination, though, that we can't see eye to eye? Are we praying for them? Right. Because, I mean, in Matthew 5, that's what it tells us. Yep. It says, it says to, to love your enemies, pray for them, you know, yep. to, to make mm-hmm. sure that you're lifting them up, encouraging mm-hmm. them. But that seems to be the big divide, though. 
was like you said, there's such that um, prejudice of it. Prejudice. That, yeah, that immediately, like you said, That's oh, you're word. a Baptist, or oh, you're a Church of God, right. or you're Pentecostal, right. or you're, you know, and immediately the division has been made. Instead of just, instead of, like I said, in praying for him or finding mm-hmm. common ground. Done I listening. mean, the world is against us. I'm done listening to you because yeah. you're not, you're not, yeah. uh, you're, you're not, not Baptist. You're not yeah. Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Right. But I mean, we have the bigger, we bigger set against us. The world is, you know? So, I mean, when, when Christian believers, I mean, the worst thing we can do to deteriorate our witness is when two believers from different denominations are standing there arguing in front of the world. I've said it for years. The yes. reason the church is struggling right now is too many Christians are not presenting something that's attractive to a lost and dying world. Yes, that they don't light want, in Christ, they shining in the darkness. They don't want it. Well, it, it's the gospel, right? Yes. Yep. That is at the cross at Calvary. That's the only place we can agree. It, and, and, and I really struggle with this because, you know, Galatians says if you add to it or you take it away from it, you make it nothing at all. So my concern with the denominations, I'm Baptist. I'm Baptist for a reason. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm Baptist because, I mean, this is what I believe the Bible mm-hmm. to tell me is why I am what I am. I'm not Church of God. I'm not, a, I'm not Church of Christ. And, and I'm not against those guys. Yeah. God knows my heart. I, I have nothing against them. But like, ask me why I attend y'all's church. Yeah. Ask me why. I can tell you why. Ask them why they're a Church of God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ask them why they're a Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. Ask, ask them why they're in a Word of Faith movement. I, I've crossed paths with those. The word of faith people so many times i mean i have and i'm pretty sure and i, I say this openly and i don't mean this but they, they have an issue with me right. but i've never like been detestable or if you're right convince me through the word of god yeah and the holy spirit i want to be right yeah like i love god yeah. i love jesus christ i love the, the gospel i love what he did for me on the cross at calvary yeah so i mean like where do we all intersect in that it has to be at calvary Gotta be. yes yes at Gotta calvary be. Yeah. but all this extra stuff that, right that we i bet you nine out of ten don't even know what they believe <laughs> when I, I think it was uh last year from the pulpit our pastor just started a sermon out with how many of you guys know why we're baptists and everybody just kind of everybody just kind of sat there, and there. I mean, nobody studied out, you know, the man that Mm-mm. originated it, how the Anabaptists, and just the, how it just kept. But he didn't say that to ridicule people. He just said it to challenge people mm-hmm. to. And that's the thing too that know I've, what you believe. I've kind of came to is there are a handful, really a handful of churches in this area and in Knoxville that I know what they believe and I know what they stand for and I know their biblical doctrines and. I mean, ultimately, God called me here, so I didn't. I just don't pick. But when I came here, it wasn't that it was Baptist. When I looked at the doctrines, I was like, that's clear out of Scripture. But I know non-denominationals, clear out of Scripture. But I agree. I mean, Calvary's where we meet, but when you get into those secondary things, I don't think it's worth splitting friendships and things over with, but obviously someone's right and someone's wrong. Yep. Now, obviously, God will... Well, you're both wrong. But yes, yeah. so ultimately yeah. God will be the determiner of that. But I agree with you. I mean, the reason I'm here is because when I look at Scripture and I look at what this church, you know, says or the church I'm at says, I want to make sure that they're biblically right because I'm not going to keep going there if I don't agree with what's coming out of the pulpit or the Mm-mm. Sunday school room exactly. or even exactly. the the idea of the worship. If I don't agree with the motive, mm-hmm. if I don't, if it's not something that I can find biblically, then. 
how am I going to really grow there? Well, here's the deal, guys. And I'm not I'm not talking about a, a, an emotional high, and I'm not talking about the a, a which is a part of the intellectual <clears throat> conversion. Exactly. Emotions. I'm not I'm not, I'm not talking it about is. any of that. But I'm talking we'll talk about, about that when you when you when you enter into church and you 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 sense the presence of God and you see lives changed and you realize the value of that and you realize that that is irreplaceable and it's so needed in today's society. At that point in my life, in this place, I've I've determined, and I, I mean I've said it before to my family. I've said it before to our Sunday school class. I'll say it on this podcast. It's worth contending for mm-hmm. because it's special and it's valuable. And not only do I need it, but my kids need it, and my grandkids need it, and your kids need it. And we want to make sure that we promote a good healthy environment for the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. be that teacher, to be that educator that educates us, not another person or another uh, uh, denomination. Yeah. And or it's, any, here. It's, it's, it's here. It's here. It is here. Evident. It's precious, too. Evident. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, like, intellect has had a lot of issues when it comes to theology and denomination. But, too, I kind of want to center it back. When we talk about intellect when it comes to conversion, so like someone who bases their salvation off an intellectual experience, and we've talked about that, but obviously when we look at the difference, you know, faith is, okay, the Bible says I've got to lose my life to gain it. I've got to put my faith, my trust, everything that I have in Christ, but also everything Christ is for and Christ represents. Now, the intellect, it's like, I know the Bible says this, or I know, example, when we go out in the neighborhoods, right? We go knock on doors. People are like, uh, you know, do you go to church anywhere? Yeah. Well, are you Christian? Yeah, I know I am. Okay. Where do you go to church? Well, I haven't been 30 years. Well, are you serving? No, I just don't want to serve. So there's a difference right there. And, and I mean, I'm saying this. When I, th- I was sitting here thinking about intellect and, you know, where is a good example? And one of the first things that came to my mind was like, Judas. Judas was of the twelve, but he truly wasn't of the twelve. I mean, Judas was, you can't convince me he was saved. You can't convince me that he was a true follower. I mean, when the Old Testament prophesied about one that would betray Jesus, it's, I mean, it's not random. It's going to happen. But when you look at Judas, he literally saw Jesus. He was there. He was a part of it. He uh, he knew who Jesus was, but when the time came, first off, he had a love for money that obviously he struggled with. And two, when the Bible says that he was Satan entered him, he's not truly of God. He's of something else. So that way, because when you get into Scripture, I mean, can true believers of Christ be possessed by Satan? By de- no, no. So he God wasn't. Yeah, and so you can't serve two masters. So obviously, he was serving his master because of his love of money. Satan entered him. It but, says he was devil from the beginning. Right? Yes, and so when you get to okay, so you said repentance, and we've talked about this in here before. The Bible says that he repented in himself. Right. So is that not an intellectual convert? Is that I mean literally? Yeah. Is that it's not an somebody- emotion? That's a sorrowful. He's sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Feel I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Are you sorry you did it? Or are you sorry you got caught? Any else mama's ever said that? Yeah. yeah. I mean that's true. And so when we look at someone who, so let's talk about this. When we think about someone who has an intellectual conversion. I mean, what is that going to produce in their life? Because like when we think about mm. faith, we think about fruit. It's going to produce morals. Our pastor's been preaching yeah. about it for months. Go ahead, Alan. Almost a month. Uh, you'll have a you'll have a good person that's moral that don't steal, 
that 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 a miserable good yeah, person. That 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 does hey all man. the does <laughs> yeah, all the he, he's he's got his his chronological checklist of things that he's yeah, that's right. he's taken off. That's right. I'm, I, I paid my tithes this week. I oh, went to yeah. church this week. I've, I've you know done all the stuff I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do. Remember the guys walking through the corn patch? Yep. Didn't wash their hands. Well, shame on them. <laughs> you know that's that list. That's the list. Yeah, yeah you you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, who says I can't do that? Well, the. Mm, and Jesus says, this what's inside of you it's that exactly. defiles you. So when we go back to the mm-hmm. things that that are different, and we, we made this statement, an example, on one of the earlier podcasts. We talked about Judas. Uh, I like to, to think back to that uh, that upper room experience when the, the last the, the Lord's Supper, and they're, they're sitting around talking, you know, and uh, Jesus tells them the, the person that's going to, dip in this cup with me it's mm-hmm. the one that's going to betray me and all the rest of the disciples right. is, instantly is start examining themselves is yeah. it me yes. is it me? i love that they, it's like they they it was in me in right. today's society yeah. you know what we would be doing <laughs> it's, it's uh, him it's Judas. <laughs> it's, it's that guy right yeah. there i know it's, it's him. him yeah, yeah it's it him. ain't me <laughs> but that's not what happened they they instantly started Examining themselves. My daddy was a preacher. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm mean? saying. And, and mm. when, when you look at that list of of things that we've got to do, man alive, that's mm. so taxing and so hard. Yep. Loving God's easy yep. from I, the center of your heart. Yeah. And the other, we talked about this yes. before too. Mm-hmm. The bunch of the heart to mouth speaks, and most right. of those yes. things about well, you got a dirty mouth, right. you got a dirty heart, and everyone refer to cussing. But out of the abundance of heart, mouth speaks is more of an evidential experience of Christ. Whereas my life and my mouth and everything about me exhibits the fact that I've had an experience with Him. I've had an encounter with Him. The Holy yeah. Spirit lives in it. Lives in me, yes. and it's evident. Bears witness. It's with evident. Our yeah, exactly. And, I, and so, I mean, and the Bible's clear. Like it says, you want to keep the law, you know, you keep one. You got to keep them all. Go for it. See what happens. But I think your biggest evidence of that is, I mean, the young rich ruler. He's like, well, I've done this. I've done this. And Jesus is like, okay, we'll do this. And he's like, I can't do it. It's So it's obvious. And so when I start thinking about an intellect, I think about the sower of the seed, right? You've got some good soil. But when you think about uh, the stony path or the one that's choked up by thorns, so <laughs> obviously these people have the knowledge. Yeah. Now, Biblically, biblically, you cannot, I mean, you can't support that those people were saved and they lost their salvation. Biblically, you can't support that whatsoever. So obviously if they were, if they fell away in a sense, then they never had true faith in the beginning because Paul Paul said they went out of us because, you know, they're not of us. If they were, they would have stayed and continue. Mm -hmm. So when I think about, you know, the sun scorching the seed, how many people when life gets hard, where are they at? Yeah. Where, where's the Christianity then? I mean, yeah. like, we're, we're not persecuted right now as a church. But let's say five years from now, they start crack, cracking down on us. And they're wanting to arrest us and throw us in jail or take everything. Mm-hmm. How many people are going to remain? Because yeah. that's what that parable is about. The sun goes up. Okay, let's think about the other one. Someone who hears the gospel, they, oh, yeah. But then all of a sudden, they're encountered by the thorns, the sin of the world. And they're enticed by it. And then they are like, well... I'm going to turn to that instead. And now the thorns choke them out. So obviously that's someone who has a knowledge. Or Hebrews 10, 76, it says, uh, you know, what about though? If we deliver continue after receiving the knowledge up here, the head knowledge of truth, there's not heaven remaining after that. That's someone who hears the gospel, has a knowledge and awareness and enlightenment in a sense of it. Then they're like, I'm rejecting mm-hmm. it. I'm turning. What's it say after that? There is a fury of judgment mm-hmm. in wait yeah. for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at an intellectual 
conversion, I think you hit it. It's a miserable life. It's miserable. Because they have to keep convincing themselves. But they're, you know, that's it. They're saved, but the other thing is, is like Alan said, they become the moralists. And also, what I've noticed is people that have an intellectual or a moralist uh, type of conversion is they only pick specific sins <laughs> that they don't. Oh, I don't do this, and yeah. I don't do this, yeah. but I'll do this. Convenient too to to, to what they deal with. And yeah. that's that's where if you ask me, you're the, like the Hunter, biggins and the little ones. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. People yeah. ask me, they'll be like, you know. Uh, Hunter, how do you view sin? I was like, I view it all as sin. And in fact, I know, you know, I may not do this and I may not do this, but the Bible says no one is good. No. And if I were to look at you and say, you know, I don't keep these sins, but, you know, these sins, you already said it. If I say I have no sin, there's no truth in me. And so that's why you can't just pick a few of them and be like, here's my list. Like Alan said, check this, check this, check this, because let's look at the other half of them and you fail those. So an intellectual conversion, it's miserable Mm -hmm. because you have to keep doing some Mm self-justification instead of just being justified by Christ and his blood on the cross. The the intellect, and we're we're all guilty of it, the intellect always goes to an act. It always goes to that, you know, but when when you get into scripture and it's... uh, Philippians, Ephesians, y'all can go find it. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. And it gives a definition of, of that intellect. Mm-hmm. See, because, I mean, our mind now is transformed by our heart. And I, I'm not. I'm really not trying to jump ahead because, I mean, the officer of the heart's nest. Oh, go ahead. How long y'all talk for? Go we go an hour more. You ain't going to make it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's all right, though. Because, I mean, it's like also it talks about the warfare of the mind. Yeah. So a couple points to kind of – Go off of what you're saying. If, uh, okay, everybody, well, three of us are overweight in here. I hope I don't offend you. You're not, and you're not, probably. But three of us. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I'm, kidding. I'm good. good. I'm good, bro. You didn't make a cup, bro. It's all right. I'm good. When I sit down in here, you tell me to be honest. I know, <laughs> I know where I was at. Yes. <laughs> what you, what'd you say? So, I mean, he did. He said, now, Jake, be honest. Now. Yeah. Just be honest. I know. I'm don't talk about politics. I'm good. <laughs> so, I, I was like, so we know, right? Yeah. yeah, I know. You don't have to tell me. Yep. Okay, I know. But I'm not going to do anything about it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's no different than a Sunday school teacher getting up and, and teaching on tithing. He don't tithe. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. no different than a pastor getting up and preaching on service uh, or on yeah. fasting or on, and he don't do it. Yep. yep. Right. Come on. So what? When we're talking about intellect versus heart, and, and here's what's it. It's the Holy, and we don't give enough credit. I shouldn't say we. I'll speak for myself. I don't give enough credit to the Holy Spirit of God in my heart and in my life. True. Because without Him, I'm nothing. He said, look, guys, I'm not going to leave you alone. Right. I'm going to send you the Comforter. And it's like, and and, and who's God going to be about if he ain't about himself? He has nobody else to be about. So the Holy Spirit of God in me is drawing me to glorify God. Now, in my intellect, I can have all these thoughts. I can read. I can read. You can hand me that Bible. I don't even know where you're at, but you can hand me that Bible and that Romans text. 12. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> I can do pretty good there. I was about to bring. But I'll, if you're in like Leviticus, <laughs> my my point is, is dude, I could take, I could take. I mean, it's what I do. Yeah, okay? I'm a preacher. Yeah, I mean, it's what I do. You know, I, it's it, it's about I take it. I, I take, but I I can expound on that based off of things that God has showed me. But see, if it's not been placed inside of me, He said, drink of my blood, eat of my flesh. That is Man. the exact example where it has to, that's the, the example is, okay, it's not just about your mind. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Yes. I can know everything there is to know. But man, if if I haven't given myself to Christ Amen. Jesus yes. through the Holy Spirit of God, yep. that knowledge will get me nowhere. Yes. Right. And that's where I was actually at Romans 12 because a few weeks ago you preached somewhere. And I actually listened to the sermon, the morning one about Romans 12. And I was even thinking, like, when it even comes to the intellect, if someone's been changed and their heart, I mean, you know, their soul has been cleaned, they're sealed by the Holy Spirit, you get into this Romans 12 stuff, not only have they been, had they have a heart change, but now their mind has been renewed. Amen. And it's continued That's to be it. renewed. Yeah. So now, I'm glad you went there. And now I was thinking, like, you know, our hearts are truly changed yep, when we're yep. saved, but now our minds are going to be con- are renewed in that moment, but yep. they're continually renewed. And that's where a Christian gets to the point where they realize, I don't have anything to offer. I can't keep this. I can't <laughs> keep this. And that's he I does. Can't. And, it, and this is a good place to transition because how ahead, important Alan. how important how important is the? I'm talking about Alan looking in the mirror at himself, credibility, honesty. Because in reality, nobody knows me but me and God. Yeah. And the understanding that. I ain't got nothing hid from him. Yep. I've not got the wool pulled over his eyes. He knows all about me. The condition of my heart is the paramount when it comes to affecting me because I know who I am. I know what kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can put on a front, and I can be talking about, you know, the, 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 the outside's nice and white, but the inside's full of dead man's bones. Mm-hmm. I can be that person. Oh, absolutely. So, Alan, can I add something to what you just said? Go right you ahead. said the word mirror, so my mind's running to some scripture. Mirror. So when James chapter 1 and 22 says, Be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently mm-hmm. at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, mm-hmm. and preserves... Being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So someone who has an intellect, they just look in the mirror and turn away and forget. Exactly. Because they're going to forget, right? If the word's not in their heart and it's in their minds, they're going to forget it. They might know a few things. And that's just someone who hears the word. But, Alan, when you said look in the mirror, right? So someone who's a Christian, they look in the mirror and they go, there ain't nothing good here. I'm ugly. I need something. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying is they look in the mirror they hear the word, and what I love is when I hear the word, I keep looking in the mirror. I never mm-hmm. stop because I'm thinking, okay, mm-hmm. I'm I have this in my life. Mm-hmm. I need to work on this, man. I, you know, uh, I said something wrong to Grant. I need to go. We continually to look in that mirror yep. and no, notice what we see, you know, and, and continue in that. Whereas in someone who has an intellect and they're just a hearer of it, they walk away and don't do anything about it. Yep. And that's when I when you said look in the mirror, it's like as a Christian. As a true believer in Christ, I real I've come to the same realization that Paul came to. Wretched man that yeah. I am. Uh, uh, my best day, my righteous, it's filthy rags. I have nothing to offer Christ. I have nothing to offer God. I have no sacrifice. I have no payment. I have no wage that I can offer to him. And so when I look into the word of God, mm-hmm. I realize that. And I'm not afraid to. That's like you know, people talk about going to the altar or admitting things and asking for prayer and all these things. And I'm telling you, it's like, I'm not afraid to go pray because 
I know. We're flawed. Yes, and, and I need him every day of my life. And here's the deal. We go back to the, the comment and the, and the point that Jake made. Uh, yeah, if, if I'm overweight, and I know I'm overweight, but I don't quit putting food in my face, nothing's going to ever change. Yeah. Now, here's let's go back to the other point. Uh, that man that beholds himself in the mirror and wants change, as bad as he wants it, as hard as he wants to work, as much as he wants to do, he's still not going to change. Right. You no. can't change yourself. No. Right. But the dependence of the fact that you know that everything about you that's good comes from God. Yep. Yep. And every change that happens, you're dependent on him. And let's go back to that 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 inner heart, that inner that inner innermost part that I can't fake, that I can't disguise, that I can't fool God on. He knows me. He knows what needs fixed. He knows where I'm wrong. He knows where I'm broke at. He knows what yeah. he needs to work on. That part when I get honest with God and there's some sincerity in my heart, that sanctification process, when I start getting, hear the word, doing the word, yep. getting more like God, mm-hmm. he's drawing me to a position to where I, and I've used this, it's like that, uh, the sanctification, I wish my sanctification process was a straight line. It's not. Uh, you know, a continual incline straight, it's not a straight line. It's up a little up part, down. down a bit. Up, up yeah. a little, like an EKG. Mine right? looks like yeah. my signature. But there should, and here's what, here's what I want to get to. There should be, overall, mm-hmm. there should be a, a movement towards Christ. Right, that's it. There should that's be it. things so the that... High, the prize of the high I, calling of God is Paul. The things that I've struggled with for... He said, who began a good work? He, he's going yeah, to finish, finish it. There I should be moving. things that don't bother me anymore. Right. And the maturing... Yeah. And, and, and God's... And things aid, that do bother you now. And the things that... It's different now. Yep, and, yep. and here's what I When I think that I'm getting to a position where God... Man, you're... I love you. This is awesome. I'm getting close to God. You'd think that after a while, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be convicted. I get convicted more now than ever. Right. God just keeps revealing okay. things to me in my life and opportunities that I need to, oh, you missed that one. Well, see, what's awesome is, is is naturally thinking, naturally thinking, as we all grew up from a kid to now, we are more independent than we've ever been. I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and, and I'm watching them. They're becoming more independent. Like He can put his own shoes on now. You know what I'm saying? He can put his own coat on. She can't hardly yet. You know, so, so I watch them. But me... As a as a child of God, you know, it says He puts that spirit in us that cries out, "Abba, Father." Yes. You know, that, that's Daddy, Daddy. Yep. Like I need you to. So, like for us in an intellectual world, we would become, "I've got this figured out." But see, in in God's creation of us, we need Him now more than more we, than ever. We come more dependent. Yes. Paul testifies that. Mm-hmm. How many epistles he write in the New Testament? Mm-hmm. You'd think that dude had some things figured out, and he did. Yep. But when you read the scripture and the things that he wrote to the church, he makes it evident. The greatest is the least. I've got nothing without him. He said, I will boast in one thing. That's it. Yes. It's a cross. That's it. Because he realized he became more dependent. Mm-hmm. And if you have that intellectual insight of your salvation, what you're trying to do is wake up tomorrow morning and not sin. Mm-hmm. You're trying to wake up tomorrow morning and, okay, today's going to be the day, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Be cautious about that because we aren't what we are apart from him. Exactly right. So what makes us different than AA? What makes us different than any help group? Right. There's an intellectual place that all of us can get to. Yeah. And people are getting off of alcohol right yeah. now that don't know Jesus Christ. Right. But see, the point I'm making is they're waking up tomorrow morning and they're, they're, they're still fighting that battle. Yep. I still fight that battle of sin. But there's one who's in me. Exactly. Yes. 
how would you like to wake up tomorrow thinking that you had to do this? Hey, the, if you fear. don't know him, you, if you don't know him, it's an intellectual warfare. Yeah. But the 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 scripture, the truths that make my day worth getting up tomorrow have nothing to do with my intellect. Because if I trusted in my intellect, I would have already walked away. Because say some things, boys, don't make sense. I know, and yeah. I, I struggle. I struggle to find the right words. <laughs> I'm studying Jacob right now. You yeah. know about Jacob and 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 that life and. Dude, you go you go from when Jacob stole the birthright to to all the way to you know he goes and meets Esau again. I mean, dude, that, he had some jacked up stuff. I mean, he had like yeah. two wives couldn't have kids. Here, have my handmaid. Yeah, I mean, here, what, what just sleep with anybody to get kids? You know, I mean, there's a lot of questions in that. Mm-hmm. And like as I go through that, and like intellectually, like I'm like, what is going on? So yep. I try to put myself in that place. And what you have to do when you get to that point is all the while you have to look for that spiritual application. And that only comes through the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yeah. And, that's exactly and right. I mean, that's like, you know, I started thinking one day, I was looking at my faith, right? And Did one you see th- much? Huh? <laughs> well, uh, so what I came to was, um, you know, I, I had an advantage and a blessing from God to be able to go to Bible college. Great, right? But what I noticed was, and I've talked about this on here before, is my intellect, boom, 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 increasing, increasing, increasing. But what God revealed to me even more was my faith was still weak. Mm. And so I came to the point where I was like, I love learning all this Mm -hmm. stuff, but if I'm not going to apply it in faith, Mm -hmm. then I'm just, I'm Mm -hmm. smaller than a mustard seed. You know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm nothing. And so, you know, when you look at the intellect, right, and you look at this, it's not consistent. I I mean, really, it's, it's so inconsistent. But one thing that has been consistent in my life with my faith is I've always believed in Christ. Right. I've never left. I've never, you know, ran away. I mean, there's times where maybe I did live outside of his mm-hmm. will, but I cannot leave him. Why? Because he keeps me. That's right. That's exactly it says right. our salvation right. is hid in Christ. That's right. Who shall separate us from the... I, I, and so he's we have all, this treasure in earthen vessels. Because here's the thing. If we could lose it, no one would be a Christian. Is <laughs> that not the that. truth? That's the truth. Because yeah. everyone still falls short of the mm-hmm. First John 1 9 exists so that way Christians can realize that when they mess up, they can repent and turn away from the sins. From yeah. Because here's the thing. We're not going to be sin, sinless perfected until we're glorified. Right. So people have to acknowledge that we're still going to fall short. But, I mean, like, I had all this intellect, you know, my faith was weak. And, I mean, God called me to the table one day. And he is like, listen, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm glad that you're learning. I've given you this, but, like, when are you going to practice your faith? When are you going to go out? When are you going to do this? Faith and I, without works is Yes, dead. and there's not, and so it came to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I've got to start list like really going out and letting the Holy Spirit use me. And ever since then, I've had conversations with people. Mm-hmm. I've had people from other uh, um, countries that I mean, the one guy, one guy I went and talked to Christianity was philosophy, and man, he didn't leave converted that day. But we had an awesome conversation, and I can keep going back to him. I mean, I've been rebuked by people just because they don't agree with how I view Scripture, even though I'll tell you till I'm blue in the face, 
This is the word of God. And mm-hmm. the Bible clearly teaches this. I mean, I've been rebuked since then. And, and, you know, what I've learned is all these experiences and all these things make my faith grow. Mm-hmm. But yep. see, that's the advantage of someone who has a full, true faith conversion. You're growing. Yeah. You're getting closer to the mark. Mm-hmm. Someone that has an intellect, they only they reach a certain level, like you mm-hmm. were saying, and that's it. They've got to wake up. The next day with the fear of, I can't do this, I can't do this. Do you know what? Before I lay in, when I lay in bed at night, you know what? I, I sit there and I, I just think about the day. But I pray to God and I say, Lord, you know, I pray you keep my family safe. Mm-hmm. And I pray that if tomorrow come, then it'd be your will. But you know what? Yeah. If I don't see tomorrow, yeah. to God be the glory. Yeah. Let your will be done. But when I wake up the next day, I'm not sitting in fear of falling back into old lifestyle or an old way. I wake up and I'm like, man, what can I read today? Mm-hmm. You know, what what can I do today? And am I perfect every day? No. Am I, cons- you know, do I, f- no, you know. But I, I just know that when you look at the difference between intellect and faith, consistency, yeah. longevity, yeah. endurance, exactly. and because it, true faith is held in Christ who supports us and helps us. Exactly. So if you're, if you're listening to this and, and again, I'm nobody's judge. I'll ask a few questions. You answer them for yourself. If you're living a defeated life, if you're having trouble with your faith, if you're having you know issues with uh, uh, the things that uh, you think should be uh, water under the bridge by now, that's what this podcast is for. It's to try to stimulate some curiosity to get you active, to get you in a passionate pursuit of Christ. The Bible talks about that we've got precious seed. We've talked about that. Hunter talked about it earlier in the podcast. That seed that gets thrown out, some of it gets you know scorched or in the sun. Some of it, the, the weeds come up. This is what I think. What come to my mind when you were talking about that? If you watch MMA, you you see them guys get choked out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What a what a way to lose. What a way to lose. Get choked out. You know the life just goes out of you. They go limp like a dish rag. And mm-hmm. Your opponent's standing with both hands raised, victorious. If you're if you're in that position and you're 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 getting beat up every day. Man, you don't have to live that way. Right. You don't have to live defeated. Uh, God's word has all the resources you need to be yeah. victorious. And it teaches. I mean, Paul said he said, "I know how to abound, but I know how to be abased." Yep. And he was content through all of it. Yep. And that's what I love about you know the having faith, being indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Because here's the thing: like, like one day I was sitting there thinking about my relationship with Christ, and I was thinking about the things I know, the things I've done, and the things of this. I was like, man, God's real. But then God affirmed me. He's like. You know what's better? And I was sitting there like, started thinking. I was like, and he started thinking, how many times have I spoken to you? Yeah. How many times have I led you? And I thought, man, that shows us that this is real way more than anything that I know up here. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's like I talked earlier about. So one day I have a friend who's a Calvinist. And I, love, I love him to death. Oh, my goodness. We don't agree on some things, but, dude, I've. I've just seen his relationship with Christ just blossom, and he's he's amazing. Uh, but one day we're sitting in a Waffle House, and so of course you know we're talking about uh, well we were talking about double predestination, and he's all about that, and I'm totally not. And I wasn't even agreeing with him, and all of a sudden we're in the Waffle House, and a woman comes up and she goes, "Can I say something to you too?" And I thought, "Oh." Lord, yes. So she starts giving a basically a free will exposition on why free will is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I agreed with her to an extent, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, before we could even walk away, she rebukes us for what we were talking about, drops a mic, and goes, <laughs> Psh, 
and walked away without even saying a word. And so literally, I'm trying to like acknowledge her while she's at the cash oh, register. In the Waffle House. Yeah, and I'm just like looking at her, seeing it. Because if she would have stayed, she could have sat down and realized that like we weren't taking anything away from free will. I wasn't taking anything away right. from free will. And he doesn't either, but... We were just sitting there, and like she just walked up and just openly rebuked us, just like it was nothing. And I was like, "Man, did she work there?" No, she was just sitting over here eating. I guess she was listening to. She showed you, exactly. And that's what I'm I'm telling you. uh, There's been I had a conversation with someone of the Muslim faith once. I was not prepared whatsoever. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, "So what do you think about Jesus? Whips it, you know, good man, maybe he was a prophet, all these things." And they're like what do you think about Jesus? And I just was like, he's my Lord and Savior. And they're like, hmm, cool. <laughs> and literally, I just walked away, and I literally was like, oh my gosh, God, I just lost. I'm so sorry, because I was young. I, I didn't know, but I had an opportunity to talk to someone. They openly rebuked my my beliefs. I mean, but it's just one of those things that, you know, when things like that happen, when we have a true faith within us, we know that there's benefits, we know that there's growth, and we know that, man, God still has us. Yeah. But, like, you look at someone with an intellect, they're going to get ruined. And that's the other thing, like you said, not only do people with just an intellect wake up every day with a fear, but when they're challenged, yeah, shipwrecked. Yeah. I mean, they don't know what to do because they've mm-hmm. been challenged. And like to say, I mean, I- I've got smacked in the face a lot of mm-hmm. times, but, you know, thank God he, I grew from that. Right. And now, you know, I'm able to talk to people uh, and just have more knowledge and have things more to offer. But I'm telling you, it's just one of those things that I would hate to live my life with an intellectual knowledge of God. And we didn't even get into like evidence and fruit and all that stuff. We'll, we'll get back to that. But like, I would just hate to like have an intellect and say, I didn't do this. Yep. I didn't do this. And I did this and then get to the, my last breath. And I'd hate to die in a state like that yeah. with no security. Let me read with, this one thing. Go here. ahead. Go ahead. Before you, because I, as I like I said, we talked about, we we're going to define intellect, and, and man, we've exhausted that pretty good. And then, obviously, I guess next time y'all go into, I, I want to read this because this this really ministered to me, and I was just kind of looking up. Yeah. Like, so you know, if you, if you're afraid that you're just an intellect, okay, you, if you're if you're struggling with that, and yeah. you're struggling with that, and you're struggling with that. I want to encourage anybody that would be listening or anybody, keep struggling. Don't try to fight that off, okay? Um, the Spirit will bear witness in your heart and mm-hmm. in your life. Uh, we've all, sitting at this table, we've all been there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We at this table, we'll get there again. Yep. Guys, I mean, it's like we're not Superman. You know, We're not looking for a hero. He's a Savior. Yep. And, and we're, still, we're still this vessel, but it's the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like what you said. You, you went to Bible college. Isn't it amazing, like how fast the intellect will take off? But still, yet in our prideful, sinful heart, that follows after the intellect. You'll know, mm-hmm. you'll know. But still, yet in your flesh, you'll make the wrong choice and decision. Isn't that odd how that works? Yeah, that's because that's our sin nature. Yes. So I'm gonna read this. It says the Bible uses the word heart uh, because, like. One thing you can look at is the difference between intellect and heart, a heart experience and an intellect experience. It says the Bible uses the word heart primarily primarily to refer to the ruling center of the entire person as the spring, like this, you know, from your belly will flow springs of living water. Yeah. Yep. So that that's the it gives that this the spring 
of all your desires. So like for the intellect, you, know, you can't conquer your desires in and of yourself. You can keep them at bay. But see, when he died, when he rose again, mm-hmm. he conquered Amen. my sin. So when, when John says that he gave you the power to become sons and daughters, that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the, the intellect can't accomplish what God has accomplished in my heart. And here's another point about it. Too. You can be saved and leaning to your own understanding. You can be a saved individual Amen. and you're struggling with an issue right now, whatever it may be. And you're, you're walking down that path. You're fighting that thing with a baseball bat every day. Give it to the Lord. Yes. Amen. Give it yes. to the Lord. That intellect, what you know, if it's not applied, guys, it's just an intellectual battle. Yep. Amen. That's truth right there. Well, I think that, that was a good way to land the plane. Um, I know that we talked, we really, I think we hit intellect on the head pretty well. Um, so next when we come in, we'll, uh, we'll talk about faith. A little more, and we'll we'll talk about what it produces. Then we'll get to question two and question three. Um, but I mean, I'd like to say, guys, today, all these. I mean, this is necessary for every person yes. to reflect on. Oh, I love it. I, I mean, yeah. love it. I've been saved all my life. It, it's still fresh. Yes. yes, you need to cover this ground. Yes, yeah. and yeah. I mean, it's I want e- to be right. It's even like you said, like you know, I, I realized with the advantage I had, like I, my intellect would grow, but. I didn't. I still didn't understood what it meant to take care of myself spiritually, mm-hmm. like that one-on-one time, that meditation, that yep, prayer yep. time. And so all of a sudden, I felt like you know I was drying up because I was like, man, I'm not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I thought, I'm gonna have to get in the Word of God and see what it means to really dig in mm-hmm. and start learning what it means for some real one-on-one time with Him. So that way, my intellect can keep growing. But man, and the other thing is, is the Bible says. You know, if we if we don't have faith, you know, we can't please God. So Impossible. by approaching yeah. Bible college, by approaching the pulpit, by approaching the Sunday school room, all these things, if we don't do it by faith, then we're not pleasing Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, and this is just this is good. I've been edified in this today. I've learned something, yeah, and uh, sure. this is encouraging. So, Jake. You'll have to come back and join us again. Yep, absolutely. Today's Enjoyed been good. Yep. So, yeah. guys, do y'all have anything before we? God bless. God bless. (laughs) I'll, I'll save it till next week. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.